Yo, yo, yo. What's up? Welcome to another episode of Selena's Underground Podcast. Your look at Selena's news, events, historical people, and votes of annexation. <laughs> That's today's episode. I, people are like, I was actually looking at the app because Apple, the Apple podcast thing was like, oh, the transcripts. They're like, we're going to do transcripts from now on for, again, American with Disabilities Act, some kind of thing. Uh, so there's a new thing. Sign in and, and sign the new uh terms mm-hmm. so i was like oh let me look at some of these stats or whatever and the history episodes definitely are more downloaded like they they oh, stand out they stand out that. and also one thing that really stood out to me this is just itunes all right this is just itunes people have listened according to itunes statistics to selena's underground podcast for 1.3 thousand hours. Holy shit. <laughs> 1.3 thousand hours. And again, and I this is a new I had to like 5 years in I had to so like do a 1, new 1300 so, hours of Selena's Underground podcast. So if if you started playing from episode 1 and you went all the way to the latest episode with Worm, you would be it would be 55 days later. <laughs> <laughs> there's 55 days worth of content yeah, so 24 hours a day 24 hours a day that's yeah that's impressive. oh no 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 actually not not necessarily not just worth of content time that people have listened actually there's oh, way there's more oh, there's oh, probably oh, more content okay. to be quite honest okay but yeah that's just that's time impressive. yeah that's impressive. on iTunes, and that's just itunes you know spotify has has taken a big chunk of of listeners you know that they, they rate a big push and then there's you know pod bean and all these other ones but just mm-hmm. i yeah i was blown away so th- anyway thank you everybody i mean this is our 10th year so this is the 10th year of of selena's underground podcast of, of all this that we do and and this is i'm only getting more energized you know what, the, what is that like you know there's like the silver and the gold or like you know centennial obviously what's 10 10 yeah 10 Tin. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's the tin anniversary. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, if you guys, oh, if you want to buy me a tin drum, <gasps> what? Oh, what? Look at how the universe is speaking. No. Oh my gosh. Okay, so Samantha on the other side of the mic. Here oh yeah, actually, yeah, it's a history one. episode. So and yeah. Number two. Before we got on the mic, Oz and I were talking oh, about his God. latest read, which is the tin drum. Oh my gosh! The tin drum, and I just got a, a, a first a edition. Bag. I just got <laughs> I a first edition. Nineteen sixty four. It was nineteen sixty four. I mean, probably first American edition to be quite honest, because a German book. It's so cool. It says it's going to be trans. You know, it's been translated into English, French, German, and soon many of the other European languages. And I was like, "That's so dope! That's so cool! I am so cool!" Um, <laughs> yeah. So so yeah, it's our 10th anniversary. Um, and and again, I I'm I'm loving the people. These history ones. Don't get me wrong. They they it is difficult to. It, it's very rare that you find like one article that gives you the whole episode. I, I mean, I'm going to the library. I'm going to. Oh my god! I actually wrote down my note. Ah, what a jerk I am! I wrote down the names of the people that uh, that I've got this from. So anyway, yeah, actually. 
You're all you're all flustered. I'm going all over the place. Let's center everybody. Everybody, (laughs) Marcus Aurelius meditations. Let me meditate. Um, Yeah. So today's episode. I mean, John Lennon once said, "It's not good to name drop." Yeah, it's John Lennon says, "Tacky to name drop." Tacky to name drop. So yeah, there was uh, again at least Carol McKibben for sure. Her book Salinas. It, it was was a resource. The Californian, uh, Monterey Herald had some stuff. That like one particular section at the library, right? Yeah, Herald. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, the, the Salinas Public Library for sure. The Salinas. Yeah. Oh man, that local history section. If you want to local history section, and like, it was so fun because I now I've been going there much more regularly now. You, at first, you you walk in and you re, you you're like, wait, do I have to check in? Do like, is there a cover? Like, do I have to ask someone for? And you forget you're you're at a, it's a public space. It's, it, like, it's our space. Like it's for yes, the people. Like we I love we, it. That's why we pay our taxes to maintain those kind of spaces. Like it's for us. And people it's so cool don't take advantage of it as much as they should. And also, I saw this on Instagram maybe like six or eight months ago. It was like public libraries are one of the few places, public places left that you can go where you're not expected to purchase something and be indoors. I it, 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 That is such a great point because, yeah, as I'm sitting there, I'm just like, wait, holy, like, do I have to put, again, I'm, I'm just pulling books out, you know, and I was like, wait, do I have to put, like, money in a jar? Like, somebody's going to come asking me, like, sir, do you have your ticket, you know, sir? Did yeah. you pay? How did you get, you know, like, no. nobody, and it's so quiet. And I mean, it doesn't get very, too warm around here, but on hot days, I'm pretty sure that AC is blasting in there. Hopefully, so, man, it is a public library. Let's be real; a lot of them are in like older buildings and stuff like that. But there's some really, really dope public libraries, like within California, particularly in Southern California. And you, and all of a sudden, this turned into a library advertisement. Right. But the library card, dude, the library card, you have access to so many museums for free that you, oh, you would yeah, be blown away. You can you can check out not just books, you can check out state park passes. So, like, uh-huh. if you want to go to, I was going to say Garrapata, I don't know, that might be a little too fancy. But, like, Fremont's Peak, I mean, it's only, like, eight bucks or whatever, you know. But say, you know, there's a state park that you want to check out. There's some really cool ones, in Gil- like, around Gilroy with waterfalls and stuff. There's Dude, some really dope ones in Santa Cruz, yeah. too. You already got, you just got to go to the library, show them your library card, and they give you a pass. Yep. They give you a pass, like... Anyway, and I mean, get your library cards. Everybody's like on a budget these days, so save the eight dollars. Cause yeah, give those eight dollars, buy a very expensive latte at yeah. <laughs> a and, black or brown owned business on the way. <laughs> and, dude, or I mean, I know DVDs are kind of falling out of favor, which is so weird to say. I'm old. But they also have like a bunch of movies and stuff. Oh yeah, there's like physical media. A, yeah, and physical it's not physical media. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For all the like, and it's not discounted. You know, it's not like oh, dude, it's only a dollar a piece. No, you just check it out like a book. Our taxes already covered it. Like, and there's some ah, really so interesting cool. stuff too. It's so cool, you, CDs but and stuff. Luckily, you have Oz who finds dope. Historical things yeah, don't that go. happened this makes it in Salinas and breaks it down Cliff Note style. And dude, th- this is like the f- like um, like drunk history type thing in the sense that like you're consuming 
from a very I'm sober today, but <laughs> well, with alcohol that you're you're consuming very historical, you know, accurate information, right? But in a very unique way. So yeah, no, exactly. No, and uh, thank you for pointing that out because that I do try. You know, to make I know who my audience is, so I I try to sure. make it you know tailor to where it'd be entertaining for as many people as possible. Oh, and then welcome to anybody I know. If some people might be new to the show because they saw my little creek <laughs> reel, that that was so cool. That was so much fun. Again, thanks to James Mena, man. He put together, he put that together so 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 nicely. That was and, a very informative minute. Yeah, it was like, and it was like forty-two seconds. I was yeah. like, I was so, yeah, it, it was so cool, and it was neat to show that and to physically show it. You know, it wasn't just mm-hmm. pictures to actually be there. Um, so yeah, so if this is your first time listening to the show because of that creek thing, welcome. <laughs> yeah, they're not all history episodes, but I think this is a good one. This is going to be a fun one because we all it's like an event that we all know about but once again how did it actually happen and all of a sudden there's this there's a player involved and there's a school named after her and it's just like but like why what so anyway uh, listen up so you could be cool at a party yeah this is <laughs> yeah and the reason why oh is the east side alice out why, why is that like, that's all built into here did as you well. know why we're standing on the east side right now and not the north side yeah. well let me tell you <laughs> on pork pork chop hill um hebron heights yes was owned by a dude named hebron that's crazy (laughs) imagine he's probably tripped out if i hope there's a heaven only because or hell i don't know where he might end up but there's one i hope that wherever he is i could be like that's what turned into my property (laughs) okay all right cool whatever um so anyway so yes today we are talking about the annexation of alisal aka the east side which again is technically not true because Alisal is is kind of a section of the east side, really. The, yeah. the east side is kind of it's, it's grown. Alisal. Yeah, when you took look, see East Salinas. Yeah, Alisal. Because yeah, if you're you're even Alisal High School is not really technically. You know what was interesting in doing all this and Alisal Community School comes into play a lot in here. Alisal Community School was also technically like one block over from yeah. from the annexation area. So even though they played such a pivotal role in getting it, they were still outside the area. But anyway, we'll get all into that. Allies. So yeah. So anyway, so the Alisal is a part of the east side, but it's used. Uh, what is it called? We use it both ways, kind of thing. Uh, so anyway, the re- so up until 1964, Salinas and the east side or Alisal were really two different towns. Salinas was always the the slightly larger, more fancy part. <laughs> and uh, but but again in the 60s something, you know, the the government rules had changed and it was more economically advantageous to have a bigger population. So people in Salinas and Alisal started seriously talking about uniting and coming together as one and out of all the people that you would you would think or you would think, right, everyone's all thinking of all the founders of Salinas. Like, who's involved? Now? <laughs> but anyway, this is basically all really, you know, from doing my research, this all came down to this, a woman named Virginia Rocca Barton. And some of you, that may ring a bell. <laughs> and that might ring a bell because you're late to Virginia Rocca Barton Elementary. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, and we're going to talk all about why, who Pun was intended. she, why was she? Yeah, part of the reason why she has—you're gonna figure out why she has a school named after her. But anyway, 
as usual, we got to go back to the beginning. Like we, we got to tell the story. And I want to preface this by saying this is definitely not a history of the Alisal area. There is a lot that I'm going to skip over, like all the native people that were here for thousands of years. <laughs> so sorry, there's not really. I mean, I'm sure there's something I could find. But again, just for the purposes of this episode, I'm just going to quickly go through the history of Alisal. Um, so this is definitely if you're like you missed this or you missed that. Yes. How could you not talk about the two names that aren't going to come up on this episode except this time, <laughs> except this one time, John Steinbeck and Cesar Chavez. That's the only. It's very rare, you know. So again, there's there's not, you know, it's not a full history of Alisal, but any, and it's it's quite interesting actually. I didn't realize how far back it went to be quite honest. Uh, and of course, like I was saying, because it is there's a creeks and lakes, it was inevitable. It was it happened to be natives obviously lived there. Oh, yeah, I, I don't have sure. any knowledge, but come on, they they were pulling big ass fat salmon out of there for a while. Um, but any but the post colonial, yeah, the post colonial history. But let's start at the beginning. Yeah, the the what the white people consider the beginning is again 1866 1866 was the first time a post office was opened in this area with the name alisal um which is crazy i tried so i was like where where i just yeah, need be- like oh by the sycamore tree or so like i just yeah. need a, a freaking from there i can figure it out you know i'm from here and i couldn't there was there's like it seems to be lost to history where that original post office yeah, was because that was my Next question to you was like, oh, is that the one that still stands? Yeah. Right. There on, um, what is that, Sanborn? Oh, right. Yeah, there, that that could, I mean, I feel like that might be too far. Because literally Hebron was like the downtown, I would, you know, of Alisal. Like what, what Hebron is right now. Okay. Like that's where the town really was. Because gotcha. if you, like, you know, you had to go by literally horse at this point. So even a, a mile away um, would take a while. So, yeah, I, I would think it's somewhere off like on alisal hebron you know in that like where it the okay yeah kind of like where the swap meet is right now exactly yeah exactly somewhere around there um so yeah so 1866 uh, the post office opens up I, i think it shut down or something soon after that but then in 1872 the railroad came into into the fledgling little town of salinas and then in 1874, Salinas became an incorporated city. And just quickly, I wonder if I know people like people say that all the time, incorporated, unincorporated, never say what the hell it was. I don't know if people know what that is. But just if you if you live in an incorporated city like Salinas, that means that the city has a charter that was given to them by the state. And that allows the people to elect their own officials and basically make their own laws. That's mm-hmm. good. It's a per, pretty good amount of power. Uh, a place like Salinas, of course, because it has a mayor and its own police department and fire department and everything is incorporated. It has a charter. A place like Castroville does not. It, it just it exists there under the protection of Monterey County as a whole. Mm-hmm. That's oh. why we get bunk sheriffs in Castroville, and here in Salinas, you get bunk Salinas PD. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, and it's it's yeah, yeah they all come with the, with their own issues. And then, um, so yeah, 1874, the city of Salinas gets incorporated. 1882 with uh, Chinese Exclusion Acts. What episode? We talked about that in a history episode before. I think, oh, the Guayuli one. Mm-hmm. Like Guayuli, whatever the hell. Again, I, I, I'm more popular than you guys, so I call it Guayuli. <laughs> I, I actually think it's Guayuli. 
Um, so yeah, 1882, the Chinese Exclusion Act basically banned any any kind of Asian uh, immigration, and then of course you know the, the Spanish American War happened, so the U.S. gets Philippines as a reward for winning that war. So weird. Uh, so then we start bringing. That's where the Filipinos start coming in. Mm-hmm. And then this is in, in 1898. This dude Klaus Spreckels builds the largest sugar beet processing facility in the world, right out right outside of Salinas. He builds this little town called Spreckels to put the workers in. Still, still the same thing. Yep. <laughs> you know, you could still see the big towers. Those are all you know, all those old brick buildings. Those those big towers. Those are a lot of those are from the 1898 beet processing facility. It's now owned by TNA. Which, interestingly enough, TNA also owns Spreckles because of that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, they technically own the town because it, it, it's the old Spreckles plant. Um, so, so, but even though he did build a town, it wasn't like it was the largest beet processing facility in the world. Like it wasn't enough people to build or, or to you know Spreckles wasn't big enough to house all the workers. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the workers then ended up li- moving into Alisal because. And they moved specifically. They moved into Alisal because Klaus Spreckels came from the a background of pineapple plantations in Hawaii, and the way they did it over there, so like the workers wouldn't get together and unionize, they would get diff, uh, workers from different cultural backgrounds. Oh, so they okay. you know so if you have like a so Swedish like the, dude with a Mexican dude, like yeah. they don't they're not gonna really the Tower co- of Babel, no se entienden uno yeah, al yeah, otro. Exactly. Gotcha. It, so so he that's you know, he brought that practice over here to Salinas Valley and so he hired people from a bunch of different backgrounds because again of the I don't know why I'm trying to be nice about it, but because of the racist uh, housing ordinances in the city of Salinas at that time, a lot of these people then settled in Alisal, which being an unincorporated town, okay. you you didn't have to deal with the man. So yeah, so so that that was, you know spurred a little bit of the growth of Alisal. You know, you had the, the that large sugar beet processing facility there. The, a lot of the people couldn't move into Salinas proper, so they set up where people had been setting up since 1866, and that was Alisal. It always has to do with the white man's commerce, but keep on it's going. It's, it's, <laughs> it's weird. Well, and that's why I kind of like dance around it because I know some people are like the, the whole political thing. You know, the things mm-hmm. are so crazy on the political level right now, For but sure. and so much of history An is, like, is like is like is like. But then you go back and you're like, it's, it's, I'm I'm sorry that people were so racist back then you yeah. know like that's i'm not making this up yeah, like it's, important for us to just like, tell it's just how it was it i'm yeah, not saying sure. that you're still this way i'm just saying that like a lot of we're not making a comment on what things are right now we're just telling an accurate portrayal of the history that happened then yeah. and that's exactly what was happening yeah yeah i mean the newspapers and everything like the the contemporaneous reports We'll tell you, yeah, because contemporary means from now, but contemporaneous, mean, contemporaneous, <laughs> contemporaneous means from that time. Anyway, back then they're like, oh, yeah, these guys are super great. They're like building all this wealth and this and that. But if you look back, like what yes. the way they really did it was pretty shady ways. And they got schools and roads and mountains named after them. So good for them. <laughs> and well, this is why I love telling the story. Like Virginia Rock Barton is different. 
Yeah, we'll get to we're her. gonna get to yeah, her. we'll get to yeah. her. <laughs> so then again, here you go. The start, the twentieth century comes in. You know, uh, the the 1900s to the to the young kids, <laughs> and and there the two. Listen to me, I'm your elder. I was born in the 1900s. Yeah, in the 20th century style. <laughs> um, so and, and it actually, for as racist and separate as it was, it did kind of work. Like the racism and and John, I was gonna, I can't say the name. Shit, I said I wasn't gonna say it. So a famous writer from this town once said (laughs) he spoke of the underlying violence and racism that on the on the on the face this town always puts a yay we're united happy face, but you just dig a little and it's pretty pretty shady. Yeah. Um. So so part of the reason why this worked out, yeah, exactly. And that's from the Teamsters. That wasn't me, everybody. (laughs) Um. So it worked out because Salinas had, you know, it, it had the theaters, had an opera house. We freaking had an opera house. Dang. Old Town had freaking three or four theaters and an opera house just on Main Street. Just on Main Street. So anyway, so the people from Alice was a bank here before. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, this t- Motherfuckers when, was spending money. When you when you read it, you're just you trip out. You're like, dude, what the heck? Like this was a happening place. Something yeah. happened. <laughs> Something happened. I we're actually trying to get there. We we trying. We trying. Well, I well, I know what happened, but I, I'll only say it at bars privately. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Buy him a drink, y'all. Yeah, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you exactly. What um, so, so yeah. So again, it was working out in the fact that like the people of El Sal could come into Salinas and experience that city life. You know, the banks and the theaters and the haberdasheries or <laughs> whatever the collieries of the day. I, I don't know. Uh, and then also then the people from Salinas could go out to Alice and have some fun, you know, because, again, this was still like a like little button downtown, you know, a lot of churches here. And, and you know, you didn't want to. And so the Alice was like a little bit seedier. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you wanted to go have fun, you went out there. If if ladies wanted to drink with men, I'm sure probably back then men and women probably wasn't look good luck, you know, to drink together. Alice didn't care. They had that for you. Like, don't quote me on that one, but but I'm pretty sure. But anyway, that that's was what I see in westerns. Okay, but but that's why the, the two communities kind of put up with each other. You know, like like the people in Alisal understood that the the people from Salinas looked down on them, and the the people from Salinas realized that these guys were kind of living the bohemian type of lifestyle. But it, but they everyone had their own space, and when they when they crossed paths, like there wasn't really a big beef. And again, I'm sure historically there was. This is not a full history. Yeah. Um, and then th- that's how it goes. You know, it just keeps growing and growing. And the next big jump in history in a population for for Alisal is the 30s. Of course, we all know about Great Depression. Uh, at this point, Alisal started be ca- started called Little Oklahoma. You know, a lot of Oklahomans showed up. People from Kansas, Oklahoma, and Texas. Once again, even though they were white, they were lower class. So they fucking they don't want to be a you know people in the Salinas didn't want them around. So yeah. they went where they could go, and that was Alisal. Very yeah. welcoming. Los mentados okies. Yes, that yeah. Nowadays it is a term of pride. The people mm-hmm. left over in Salinas that that are descended from that they they will use the term okie with pride. But back then, yeah, it was a, a bad a word. Slur. Yeah. yeah. Was it divisive, derisive? Yeah, yeah. You were you were trying to you trying to talk down to them. 
Um, yeah. And then there was also Arkies, people from Arkansas. That's mm-hmm. that's a lot less known, but yeah. Again, Miss ba- Miss Barton talks about that. She talks about Arkies and Okies. That was the only time I ever saw Arkies. So I'm like, that must have existed as well. So anyway, yeah, 1930s, Dust Bowl in in uh the Midwest, people are struggling. A bunch of people, you know, move in to to Salinas Valley, including Alisal. Um, but then with all these people, you know, more people are coming. So now you start having issues with like, where do you put the wastewater or like, where do you even get fresh water mm-hmm. and this and that. So in night, 19- they didn't have environmental impact reports then. <laughs> Heck no. Yeah. They didn't. Yeah. No sequels or nothing, <laughs> but this is where it's so cool. And this is part of like, this is where the history is still tied to this day. In 1932, the people of Alisal got together and they first settled their freshwater issue by forming the Alisal Water Corporation. And if you live on the Alisal or on the east side right now, you probably pay your water to Alco. (laughs) And that's the same fucking company that started in 1932. Um, So, yeah. And also part of the, I I know that they don't have the greatest reputation, but I mean, this is one one of the rare, it's a local entity, you know, and it Mm -hmm. doesn't have a huge customer base. It's just literally the east side of Salinas. So, some I don't know. I'm not an Alco customer, but I don't know. Maybe cut them a break sometimes. <laughs> it's they struggle. It's not They've that. They've been doing their, their things since 1930. What? It's 1932. Dang. In 1932, again, and that's what I love. This talking about the people of Salinas, when they want something, they just put their mind to it and they could do it. Well, 1932, they formed the Alice Water Corporation. Again, what we call like Alco now. Years. Yeah, and again, you you right there on on Williams, you know. So I think the offices are as big as our offices. Like it's, it's a, it's, it's, it's a, a you know, I'm, yeah, it's a, it's a really small place, but, um, so yeah. So, so yeah, that was a cool little tidbit that came out of that too. <laughs> 1932 Alco. And then in 1941, um, before the, the U S entered world war two, the, the federal government actually built the Salinas army airfield. Yeah, it was after. Anyway, yeah, they built the the Salinas Army Airfield, which was a new airport. Uh, originally, the airport in Salinas was on the north side. That's why Laurel between Maine and like Cammon School is completely straight because that's the old runway. Oh, cool! Uh, you know how it kind of curves when it hits yeah. the other when it hits Maine. It's got that weird bend because mm-hmm. it's lining up with the old runway. Crazy. <laughs> um, so. So anyway, they, that's where the airport used to be, and then they they moved it to where it is now. What we call Municipal Airport is originally called Salinas Army Airfield. And then 1954, President Eisenhower signs the Housing Act of 1954, and what was important about this that's it emphasized what's called urban renewal. So before that, the government would just be like they would give you money to grow your city. Mm-hmm. You're like, all right, you want to take over some, you want to chop down a forest that has all these fucking pristine land and and endangered animals good here's some money to do it (laughs) but then in 1954 president eisenhower signed the housing act of 1954 and this started giving money to cities to do in what they call infill development so you could you you rebuild within your cities um which helped some cities and a lot this is what cities use to destroy black and brown neighborhoods to put interstates mm. and you know and just to, to just just to completely destroy destroy people's lives and again i'm not saying that that was the only reason for this or this was that but this part of the reason why you Is know when how 
Dodger Stadium ends up being built over those three historic yeah, Latino well, neighborhoods. Y- yes, they use they yeah. use the Housing Act of 1954. Yep. Yes, they use the Housing mm-hmm. Act yeah, of 1954. All, all my little fucking cares. Um, all right, uh, oppose gotcha. the Elysian Park uh, gondola, everybody. Please, <laughs> they're Dodger, the Dodgers are still trying to mess with old Mexican neighborhoods. Oh my god, they're, they haven't. That, had that's enough. a new thing. They're trying to put a gondola. Yeah, from the the. LA State Historic, or ultimately from Union Station to LA State Historic Park and then Dodger Stadium. Oh my <laughs> And also, while we're in the LA area, support the Justice Eight. But go ahead, tell your story. Yeah, so, but again, it's interesting how cities would use. You know, some cities used it for that mm-hmm. to destroy uh, a Mexican communities to put baseball Three stadiums. Yeah, and then a, a lot of cities built destroyed um, neighborhoods to put highways in, mm-hmm. and and yeah, and all of this was under the guise of the Housing Act of 1954. Here in Salinas, because we're, you know, there's there was no neighborhoods really to destroy to put interstates in, the people started realizing, like, dude, if we incorporate Alisal, all of a sudden we have, you know, up thirty thousand whatever more people that that now can because the government gave money based on population. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Money yeah. So bigger it's cities got based more on money. Population, right? Yeah, it's it's a yeah. it's a ba- it's a simple thing. It's I'm never like, need, you know. It's just it's mm-hmm. it's a simple thing like population. So again, city officials realize, all right, you know, like this is another way to tap into some federal money. We'll grow our population by adding our neighbors. And they had tried before. They they had Salinas leaders had tried to annex Alice out 1949, 1950, and 1955. All three efforts had failed. Which again, this is all his because the people of Alisal, the people of Alisal did not trust the people of Salinas. <laughs> it literally comes down to that. Yeah, they were like, "You guys have looked down on us, have screwed us over for since our little village has existed." They're all you're trying to fuck us over, and we just don't know how. So yeah. we say no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, smart people. <laughs> so, but again, but but in 1960, so six years after the Housing Act had, had passed. Alisal had a population of 20,000 to Salinas' 29,000. Like th- mm-hmm. they were basically neck and neck. It was you know, you weren't you were going to you were going to literally double the size of your city. There's going to be a lot more money coming through. So they're like, dude, we have something's got it. We got to do something. And then interesting thing in in the 1950s the Wrigley Chewing Gun Company from Chicago. We all know the the, the yes. spearmint, you know, Chicago, we we all Illinois. We all know the bubblegum. Uh, the chewing gum, I mean, the chewing gum, Wrigley's, they were looking for a place in California to put a big manufacturing plant. And they had narrowed it down to either Santa Cruz or Salinas. They ended up choosing Santa Cruz for it. And this is quite interesting. And Santa Cruz history, this is what led to, like, Santa Cruz has a pretty strong manufacturing and tech industry right now. Yeah. This is all it all came about from the Wrigley's chewing gum thing. Cause when they shut down their facility in April of 1996, they kind of subdivided that into light manufacturing and software development. And that's why Santa Cruz makes so much freaking money right now. Um, so anyway, so I mean, and also their proximity to the Silicon Valley. Yeah. The, yeah. They're right. They're right over the, yeah, they're right, right over the hill. Right, yeah. Yes. You just take 17 over the hill. They got UC Santa Cruz, which is, which is a very, very highly regarded uh, institution. Um, but anyway, Most what could have happened? What, what could have been? What yeah, could have been? Wow. Um, 
came to Selena's. Yeah, how thing how things could have been. But anyway, the pe- the leaders of the town at that time realized that. I, I don't know if they realized you know, how twenty twenty four would be, but they they knew that was a big loss. That Selena's really really missed out on having that 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 chewing gum facility here. <laughs> it's so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> And that, I mean, honestly, that would have brought a lot of jobs to this area too, right? Like, it, it was hundred, yeah, hundreds. I think they employed five hundred people for for the most most of the time they were open. And did they have um, a li- living wage? Look at me asking these right? questions. I, 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 I'm like, wait a minute. Do we I don't know, but it was Wrigley's a big gum? Yeah. Like, but it always it was a big deal. I'm, I yeah, think I think sure. yeah, it it was a big deal. And again, it, from 1950 to to 1996, you know, that was a, a long time, but the plant was around. Um, and again, so that's where city leaders were like, dude, we're going to keep missing out on this. And you know, we're missing out on federal money. On top of that, we have to find a way to come this together. Ain't cool, y'all. And, and, and so the people of, of Al-Asal greatly had a lot of concerns. Like I mentioned to you, you know, they did not trust the people of Salinas. That was the biggest part. It was like, dude, you guys have, have, have a racist towards us. And, but also one of the biggest the second biggest concern of the people from Alisal was the independence of their school district. And just like Alisal Water Corporate or Alco, if you if you notice, the Al, the east side has its own elementary school district. Alisal School District. Yeah. Yes. Alisal School District. And Which that is, is separate from yes, Salina City. City. Yeah. Salina yeah. City School District is the elementary school district for the rest of the city, but the east side usually has Alisal uh, Alisal School District, and that's by design. That's not a racist thing. That is that something that the people for the East Side fought for, and they that and they earned rightly. That is a, a big part, and there's a, a reason why it's a big deal for if anyone ever tries to talk about combining them. It's it's going to be a monumental effort, and we'll get into why that is right now. But and so anyway, because the school system, independence of the school system was such a big deal, there was one person that could change the vote for the city of Salinas so we can come together. And again, that was a lady by the name of Virginia Rocca Barton. And this is, you know, finally we can get into her history. We've mentioned her several times. Some of you have may have graduated from the school named after her. Yeah. Some of you may teach at the school or be principals there, but it, you, some of you may not know the history of this amazing amazing lady um so yeah let's get into her let's get into her history and um anyway it starts in 1918 she was born in saint mary's idaho i feel like like i'm doing a book report like in eighth grade <laughs> virginia rocker barton was born in saint mary's idaho in 1918 everyone in her family really liked her. <laughs> <laughs> she was the second daughter of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But again, at, at some point after she was born, her family moved from Idaho to San Jose, back when San Jose was still an orchard place. Uh, orchard as in uh, trees, not the old hardware store. <laughs> Which is why it was called Orchard, because it was a San Jose-based hardware store. And that's what I know. Is- oh, you learn something new <laughs> yeah. every day. I didn't know Because it was that. literally a supply store for orchards. Okay, cool. Um, so... Man, I'm like history on history right here. We got Damn. Santa Cruz history, Santa San Jose Selena's history. history. All right, all right. So anyway, okay. back to VRV. Ah, watch out. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> Mrs. Barton. <laughs> I love how you catch it for yourself. Yes. So, um, all the hype. <laughs> so yeah, so her family moved to San Jose. And then when she was a, 
you know, she ended up graduating from San Jose State in 1940 with her teaching degree. She immediately got a job down here in Salas. Well, so uh, she took the the trip. Imagine that drive from San Jose to Salinas at that point. Um, so yes, yeah, 1940. She moves to Salinas. Um, immediate, you know, she starts working at Alisal Community School, which was the only school in the Alisal School District at that time. Which I think is so cool. If you pay attention, Alisal is not called Alisal Elementary School. It's called Alisal Community School to this day. Oh, wow. Yeah, to this day, it's called Alisal Community School. And that's why it was the only school okay. on the east side. It's so cool. Like the little subtleties, you know, yeah. like everything else. Like that's the one on. Um... San, yeah, Sanborn and Del Monte. Okay. Oh, I know someone Alisal. who teaches Lanza there after school. Alisa, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And again, and every time she goes, her child will pay attention. It says Alice Al Community School. Yes, yes. And, Shout out my girl. And that's, yeah, that's because of that. So, so yeah, so she comes in 1940, starts teaching in, in 1943. This is so cool. This is so cool. She becomes a principal, but it's so neat how she becomes a principal. So, in, so her family was still from San Jose. So in the summer, she would go back to work at a jewelry store with her sister. Not a family-owned jewelry store, just a jewelry store, but she went there to work with her sister. All of a sudden, one day, the 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 secretary of the president or the director of the board of the Alisal Community School is in her house and says, hey, man, we need your help. The dude we hired to be the principal this year has come down with appendicitis, and he's got complications, so he can't start. Can Can you come down? And just basically fill in for him until until the he's he's better. Principal. Yeah, exactly. And she was like, "Whatever, let's do this." You know, probably making a lasagna or something. She was an old Italian lady. <laughs> well, she was young at this point. Nineteen forty-three. She was like twenty-three, I think, at this point. She was born nineteen eighteen. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So she comes down to be the the temporary or interim principal at Alice House School. The the guy that. That is supposed to do it finally gets better, and he walks in to her office one day, and she's like, "Neat, I get to go back to San Jose." Uh, but instead, he hands her his resignation letter. Oh! And he says, "Hey, guess what? Um, my two daughters were taught by you, and they still go to school here. And nobody wants me to be the principal. Everybody wants you to be the principal." <laughs> she said that, like, basically, the students are going to have a revolt if I come in. So I'm not even going to try. I quit. Good, good work. Good job. You know. Um, so yeah. So that was the, his reasoning. Yeah. Okay. The, yeah. His daughters were like, no one's gonna like you. Like <laughs> they want her. You know, Virginia. She was very. And you could tell this. She was very well liked. There's actually a story of her uh, when she was the principal. Um, there was a problem of like the the eighth graders or sixth graders fighting or something. The boys. So she like called an assembly. She's like, dude, like you guys. You guys want to fight? You got to fight me. Like, I'm tired of you guys fighting each other. Come fight me. And they're like, dude, we're not going to fight you. Like, we love you. She's like, all right. Well, if I catch you fighting, like, you're going to have to fight me. And so they stop fighting. <laughs> <laughs> this lady was tough. Imagine, like, Dang, a 23-year-old, okay. a 23-year-old. So she must have been, a, yeah, a tough person. So and then, so yeah, this was 1943 when she became the principal at Alice Al Community School. In 1947, the district kept growing. At this point, they had built Fremont Elementary. 
Uh, so yeah, they doubled. They doubled their size. They doubled their schools. So, um, but this was again the this was the late forties. The war was over. People were coming back home. You know, people were having more kids. It was still growing. You know, and and so so in 1947, the board of trustees of the LSL school district realized we can't go to the state and ask for money to build more schools until we have a superintendent. Okay. Hmm, who do we know? <laughs> Who's in our Rolodex here that we can call on? Superintendent. Hmm. So there she is at 29 years old. Virginia Rock of Barton becomes the Alice L School District. And her job is to immediately build more schools. And this lady hit the ground fucking running gets to work so any so she's the daughter of immigrants i'm assuming correct those i don't know if her parents were i mean she's italian i mean hardcore italian so i believe i believe her parents were italian immigrants to idaho they were they were they went there as immigrants to work in again ag that's Mm why so so yeah, so anyway, she's the, giving firstborn vibes. Too. Yeah, she's this, a firstborn. Yeah, in her family. I, she, I, okay, and yeah. she had a, only at least only one sister. I don't know if you're older or younger, but yeah, she's she's definitely she works hard. So yeah, so yeah, so she's 29, 1947. She's tasked on building more schools. Immediately, the the president of the Alice L School District, this dude by the name of Frank Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So Frank Paul, who also has a school named after him now, and this is another quick side note that I'm really loving that I'm the difference or a difference. Alice L schools tend to be named after strong community leaders, where Salina City, like oh Mission Park, you know Santa Rita, like they're named after geographic locations where people on the east side are very proud of their people. Yes, this is it's so interesting. G Sanchez Elementary Mm -hmm. School, which used to be Sanborn, you know. Then people were like, no, like that's Mm -hmm. whatever. I don't know who who knows who Sanborn is, but we know Jesse Sanchez. Yeah, Um, even MLK, who not local, but again, Mm -hmm. it's. there's again pay attention to that there's there's a, a reason there's always a reason to everything and i that's part of the reason is that people that lsl fought fiercely for these rights you know yeah. so anyway frank paul is like i wish i could hear his voice i've never i know these names but i never know what they sound like so anyway frank paul says hey you know the war's over the the army has kind of emptied out the the airport there's some old barracks that you know why don't we take over those barracks and use them as temporary classrooms until you can figure it out so she was like i i three days later she fucking opens the school three days later she hired she had hired eight teachers eight dude no would say she was like bet she's like all right all right i bet no cell phones no sliding into dms no indeed no zip recruiter no fucking amazon prime motherfucker she wasn't even from here you know so it's not like she could call her family and like so it's not like she hired eight of her family members like so in three days this lady puts together the school hires eight teachers (laughs) Fuck! They should name a school after her. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so here, let me, let me work it back. no, no we're, we're good. 
trying to make sure the time's right. I don't want to bore people to death over here. Um, so then, then why do you? Okay, pause for one second. These are the most downloaded episodes in right? like one of the catalogs, and you're still thinking in your head that you're boring people to death, y'all. When you see Oz in the street, please tell him what you think about these well, motherfucking episodes. And let's get back to VRB. I'm I'll, not, that's I'll tell you. I'll tell we'll you afterwards the the honest truth of why I was also kind of rushing. But anyway, so so she sets it up. She gets it going. And then in, in uh, 1950, she hears of of this, of these 150 Latino kids. They just refer to them as Latino kids at this point. Um, in this place called Camp McCullum. And Camp McCullum, again, if you follow our history episodes, you know that is what is now called San Gerardo. Yep. It's still there. So anyway, she hears there's 150 kids there. None of them are going to school. So, of course, she says, I'm going to set up a school at Camp McCullum. So that's an issue. And and, <laughs> and that's exactly what she did. And not only did she do that, she was there day one when it opened. And she was the first person to go up there. And she welcomed all the students in Spanish. Hey, that's what's up. Yeah. 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 She Allies. <laughs> you feel me? Yes. Dude, and yes, oh my I God. knew I liked her. All right, all right. I'm here for the Italian Mexican. See the flags already. You know what I'm saying? Crossover. She probably was like, "I, right, Rasa, let's do this." And and that's gonna come up again. But just I just want to reiterate that because it it's such an interesting thing. So the reason why she did it in Spanish is because one of the teachers that she had hired to work at the Alice House School District was married to, again, he's referred to a Spanish, as a Spanish-speaking man. <laughs> That's his part of history. Welcome, dude. Um, so she, she, so the, the wife is obviously a fluent speaker. So Mrs. Barton says, hey, guess what? Your job now is to teach all the teachers that we have Spanish because we are going to institute. Okay, wait, wait. I, I think I, I, so she had a teacher and the teacher was married to a Spanish-speaking man, so this teacher she was fluent in Spanish. Fluent yeah, in Spanish. Yeah, so her. she wasn't a native speaker. No, no, the teacher was she not. She became fluent because of her husband. Yes, her husband gotcha. was the native speaker. The, okay, the, yeah, she was fluent, and then she taught everybody. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, and then she taught the teachers, and then from there on out, Alisal, the Alisal School District, had basically what we would call dual immersion right now. Hey, it was really it, it was taught in English and Spanish. All her classes were taught in English and Spanish. Super unique, um, and again, a, a part of the reason why she was able to, you know, it wasn't just a cheesy thing. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't really see that, but I'm assuming she also learned Spanish along with the teachers. Somebody oh, like yeah. this, yeah, I would, I would like figure. Have a person, but so anyway, so she was like, "All right, we have this temporary school at on these barracks, but we we need." We need schools, you know, actual physical schools. So the next thing she goes about is she teaches herself school construction. <laughs> she teaches herself how schools are built. Because I, I have a feeling like it doesn't say why she did this, but I feel like if you're going to ask for the money, you know, you're going to not only are you do you want to sound like you know what you're talking about, but you're also you want what's best for you. You know, yeah. you're like, you know, you know, your students needs better. So you're like, all right, this is how y'all build it. So this is what you want to hear. But this is what I need. I don't know. I didn't see that anywhere. But knowing her, I have a feeling that's why she didn't just go to Sacramento first. You know, she's like, I got to learn. 
So anyway, she goes there, and while she was a, a superintendent, two more schools were built, uh, Barton Elementary and Samborn, which we mentioned, which is now Jesse Sanchez. And she got those two schools built. Dang. Um, right in the heart of the east side. Yeah, 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 right right there. Um, and I always wondered when I lived there, I was like, dude, can the kids see the movies? <laughs> like, <what? laughs> oh, because the movie used yeah. to be there. Oh, we used to go Because MLK Academy is where it used to be the drive-in movie theater and the uh, flea mark or yeah. a, a flea mark. That's where you would get the illegal fireworks for a while. Yes. The east side used to be wild. People, oh, my gosh. People think it's crazy now. You have no idea. Oh my God. The 90s. New Year's Eve. We crazy place. I can remember, and I love Salinas. I'm always positive. I love this town. Great, great. But I do remember specifically one New Year's Eve in the early 90s where we were literally crawled to each other to hug each other because it was just like Uzis going off and just mad. Like, the assault weapon ban yeah. made a big difference. And I'm not trying to get into this big political thing, but you guys have no idea. You, if you didn't grow up with the sounds of fucking assault weapons weekly, basically, daily, yeah. um, to be quite honest, it, it, it is a terrifying. T- to this yeah, day, I would get made fun of when I would go up north because, you know, where my cousins where they have guns for hunting. Mm-hmm. And I was scared of them. I was scared of the noises and they, they all thought it was funny. Yeah. I didn't I didn't know how to express myself and I didn't even know actually at that time it was basically PTSD. Yeah, 100. I was just it was just like where I come from that sound doesn't mean Dinner. oh we're going to yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, BRB, she's cool. Um <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, and that was cool just finishing off. I I still think going back to Salinas and and how historical how cool this town is is in the 40s, the 50s, there was a dual immersion program in the Alice Out School District. And if you're thinking, well, maybe that might be happening everywhere at that time. Nope. The nope. only other places in the state that had similar programs were San Francisco and Los Angeles. Wow. So, yeah, this lady's amazing. This lady's amazing. Again, she has a school named Our after city her city, too, man. Come on, look at us. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's such side. a cool place. Yeah, the east side as well. Like, it, it ties into all of this. So, anyway, uh, just to finish up, uh, Virginia Rockabar, and, and so we can get back to the vote here, she's, she ended up retiring in 1970, no, 1977 and stayed in the area the rest of her life. She passed away in 2018 at the age of 99. Just, just just like months before for her 100th birthday. So the lady, the lady had a, 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 it's good to see that. People that work so hard, you know, sometimes you see and then right when they're done, like ugh, just over, you know. Yeah. Love that somebody, she got to stick yeah. around 2018. Her with the great life. Yeah, and she Long got to life. see it grow and stay independent and and continue to be its own thing. She was alive when VRB was, was built. She there was there's a story of a of a teach of a teacher who was a student of hers who called her says, hey, I got my teaching credentials, but I'm struggling to get a job. Uh, Virginia Rockabarden ended up getting that lady a job at Virginia Rockabarden Elementary School. (laughs) And that's how she started her teaching career. That's dope. Yeah. It's amazing stories. Amazing stories. So anyway, you understand why it was important um, to get this lady's support 
in order for this vote to pass. So let's get back to that. Let's get back to the vote. Um, so again, you, you have, you've made three efforts already. They've all failed. Um, and there was, there was few people that, that had influence in both Salinas and Alisal. And, and one of them that, that did, cause he, he's a, is an old, there's a Chinese man by the name of York Jin. Mm-hmm. York Jin, some of you that might be ringing a bell. Ooh, you, you've I probably know. gone to Jin. Jin's liquors. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jin, yeah. Every East Side kid knows Jin's liquors. Yeah. Jin's, Jin's was, was an institution. Uh, well, there was, I mean, the dude was, a, he had multiple businesses. He was a city council member. He's named after a Jin. If you, it's hard to if you Google York Gin, it sucks because there's a, a gin called York Gin. Gotcha. And that all the Google results are that. Um, but yeah, this dude, he was born in China, but he Salinas was his home. Very, very influential uh, person. Again, on the city council in the 80s, I believe. Um, he was one of those that could go between Salinas and Alicel. So uh, York Gin was the one that that asked. And actually, York Gin was the president of the school board and it was his secretary that went and asked Virginia Rocco Barton to be the principal that very first (laughs) summer in San Jose. It was his secretary. Um, So he was like, dude, we're going to, we're going to need you. You know, we need your support. So she was like, all right, well, like if, if we combine what's going to happen to the school district, what, if, if we get absorbed into Selena City School District, like these people. What's going to happen to my kids? Yeah, or the, her teachers as well. Mm-hmm. A lot of these teachers had tenure and they worked very hard for that. And because Selena's looked down on them, like, dude, they're going to make us start over. Yeah. These jerks are not going to, they're not going to. They're you not going to respect my my teachers. Yeah. And also they don't have that bilingual program that our school does or that our district mm. does. And are they going to do away with that? Because that's very important for our identity. Um, so, yeah. So, like, why? Well, you know, like, so anyway, the, the city city leaders came back and were like, dude, like, we're, we're going to have the money. We're going to build sidewalks. We're going to connect you to the sewer system. Because, again, at this point, they still had wastewater issues of Alisal. Where does the water go? And the city was like, well, guess who has a sewer system, you know, and mm-hmm. we'll hook you up to the sewer system and and all and all these extra tax dollars will come in and, and we, we will incorporate you into the city and and we will upgrade your infrastructure. And and that's exactly what happened. And the east side became this bustling, beautiful location that has all these amenities for its people, all these great <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, 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 wait. They lied, everybody. They lied. Wait, back that shit up. They lied. <laughs> they lied. Like for half a second, yeah. I was like, did I not? Did I miss yeah. a piece of history? Yeah. Spoiler alert. They did not. <laughs> <laughs> they did. I mean, I'm sure they'll say for various reasons they did not. But um, as you can see, that there there was very valid reasons why the people of Alisal were concerned that they would their needs would be ignored. Um, because historically, it's still what is happening. Exactly, today. and, well, and that, that's why it's important to know these. You know, where people, some people be like, "Stop complaining," you know, "Stop complaining," kind of thing. And it's like, dude. This goes back to 1866, dude. One year after the Civil War ended, like that's yeah. that's how far this. This isn't just some angry teenagers or some pissed off Mexicans. This is this goes back 
literally centuries at the, now at this point. And so it's important to know that I'm not blaming anybody. I'm not trying to admonish or make somebody feel bad about anything. It's just, it's I important to know that yeah, <laughs> it, it's important to know that the history, um, but anyway, and also the state also did step in to, to reassure the teachers that, Hey, we're in charge of schooling in the state. So if these guys tried any, any kind of funny business, your tenure is assured through the state and we will go after the Salinas city school district if they try to screw you over. So the people were like, all right, I don't know. I don't know. So finally on June 11th, 1963, the people of Alisal voted again. And this time they voted to merge with Salinas. The final tally was 1,748 yeses to 648 no votes. So it was that. Unanimous, you know what's yeah. that? Seventy five percent, maybe. That's yeah. That's pretty good. That's that's Definitely. not the worst, but it's not as good. You know, there's still a lot of people. And again, going back, there is a very very valid reasons why people did not want to to combine with Salinas and didn't trust them. But also a lot of reasons why it was important. You could imagine. So VRB was the one who brokered the deal to make it. To keep it Alisal School District and keep it separate. I that's that's an interesting one. I don't know how the the people of Alisal were able to maintain the the independence of their school district after the vote. Mm-hmm. That that I I thought about that as well, and I, I looked into it. it. It didn't. There wasn't. This is one of those Something where it's like, oh, me. she's got her hands in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ex- exactly, and. And I think also it could it could have very well been Salinas people being like, ugh, we don't want them, you know? Yeah, true fact. I mean, if you look at historically, that that's really how they treated mm-hmm. them. They're like, I don't know, they're going to lower our test scores or something, yeah. you know? They're already segregated. Keep them that way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, I could, again, I don't you know. You didn't even touch on redlining or anything. No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, the color of law. Read that book, everybody. <laughs> um. Yeah, so and anyway. That's how the Alisal became hour, part to, of the city of Salinas. I was all thinking I was going to not even do 40 minutes, but you know, we're almost at an hour. And that's, again, yeah, and that that's the story. It, it's a it's an interesting interesting one of, of you know, mistrust of, of strong-willed people that are that just, you know, or we're going to do it one way or another it, it's a typical it's such a typical selena story in a lot of ways like like we were talking beforehand we all know that friend that's driving on the 20 inch rims i can't afford them <laughs> but he just wanted them but he but he wanted yeah. them and he's gonna get them because he was gonna floss on everybody look that word up uh, gen zers um <laughs> so yeah that, another another cool cool story and this is a one of the there's not a lot of satin you know there were some you know the racism kind of stuff but it, it i mean was we're kind talking of, about history yeah yeah the, 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 <laughs> like the chular one was honestly yeah. a little a little tough you know it's hard hard to make any kind of jokes on on 36 people dying but yeah <laughs> this one was yeah. a little different and it's an interesting interesting part that i think we all know that obviously alisal was separate at one point but how did it all come together and why why is that school at the bottom of Las Casitas named Virginia Rock of Barden? Now, now you know. Now we now, know. Now, hopefully, you know. Yeah, and you t- and and, and you, pretty it's much a little more pride. And a big part of that was Wrigley's chewing gum. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They 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 
play a pretty big part in this. It's so crazy. I would have never, never expected that. Do you feel like the like Selena's losing the Wrigley plant? Like later on in history, they're going to talk about the Amazon facility not coming in here. How a lot of people oppose that, and it's an end. That would be in, that. It, yeah but in a couple hundred years like someone's gonna be sitting on the you know what i mean talking about that like depending yeah exactly depending how that property gets built out right because i it they it there is an opportunity and it's called the unicool property right, everybody there is an opportunity to build a modern agriculture processing area which would then all of a sudden free up a lot of the old packing sheds that were by the the railroad connections, mm -hmm. which then I believe going back to infill development, now you can build residential areas without encroaching onto the fields, without kicking people out. Okay. So, you know, you take the old Salinas Valley wax facility, like, mm -hmm. man, that place burns down like every six months. Obviously they have like hundred year old machines. That, that is a really old business. Yeah. If they had a new modern facility down the way, all of a sudden, yeah, you could put apartments and shops and just just their facility yeah, is mixed huge. Use, um, yeah, yeah. You're 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 by the, the train station right there already. You know, you have Caltrain coming in. How it's a lot cheaper now to put another, you know, stop over I'm by Sanborn all for that as long as it includes uh, affordable housing that is built concurrent to market rate housing. And that's all we'll say about that. Yeah. Well, so. and there's plenty of space, there, but yeah, exactly. Or, or the city could never figure it out. And that could be, it's not a blight right now because it is working fields, but it could, it could be a missed opportunity that like you're saying that, yeah, yeah. people could look back a hundred years from now and be like, you know what? Selena's really kind of held itself back for a little bit because it couldn't figure that out. Yeah. So that I, I could totally not to that. say that we're missing out by it not coming here. I mean, I have a really strong no. opinion about how that was actually good for the city of Salinas. I mean, yeah, exactly. Oh, it could have gone. A, 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 yeah, it, it could have become a completely different city. I, I really enjoy what it is. I mean, I have a damn 10 year old podcast about this city. <laughs> I really like what, what it's become. And being Mexican, I like that that it, it is a, a area where a lot of Mexican ideas or Mexican-American ideas and people kind of share ideas back and forth. There's there's a kind of osmosis here. Yeah. And I, I like that. It, it works out. I have cousins that live in Lincoln, Nebraska. Man, it must suck. <laughs> <laughs> Sucks to be you. Yeah. Oh, man. They're like, they're so desperate to find any Mexican culture. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, again, I went a little bit longer than I wanted to. But I, I don't know. I think it's an interesting story. I, I hope everybody enjoyed it. According to my Apple podcast stats, you guys do. <laughs> so... Yeah, thank, thank you guys. We got some really cool episodes coming up. Uh, we got a group called Salinas Valley Young Professionals coming in. I got uh, oh Sal or Chava. So he he's cool. He has. We, I had Alcalpa on here, and he's his mm -hmm. his kind of show room. He's got like a one one drink coffee reviews and stuff. Oh, cool. Yeah, he's an interesting guy. I'm looking forward to that interview. And again, he, he yeah. You yeah. guys should too. Ah, anyway, that's it. Thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you on next time. Peace. Peace.